0: Pete Wright, and I'm here with
1: Megan Strand. Hey! And Dane Christensen. Hello! <laughs> we are the Naked Marketers, and uh, thank you so much for joining us this shiny uh, January day. Um, we have a lot of fun things to talk about. It's a little bit awkward because we're actually, for the first time, looking at each other while we're doing this show. We may or may not actually see video. We're trying video. You may not uh, benefit from it, but if there are any awkward silences throughout the show, it's because uh, probably because Dane's gone into his bobblehead impression and nobody knows how to deal with that effectively. Um, uh, But, uh, you know, we have a bunch of stories and most of them tend to be about Starbucks. Uh, So let's start with Starbucks. They've had some big news over the last uh, uh, over the last several weeks. They launched this year their brand new branding announcement what do you think about the new uh the new starbucks brand Megan?
2: <laughs> for those of you who Video can't see what i'm doing fun.
1: Video's <laughs> video is way more fun. Video is way more fun.
2: For those of you who can't see what I'm doing, I'm just making a, uh, that was my mermaid hair impression.
1: Well, do, do it one more time because your video froze for me and I don't think I recorded it. Do it again, mermaid impression. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> cue mermaid
1: impression now. That
0: reminds me of World Time Warp. It
1: totally does. Or the awkward fairy. <laughs> uh the uh so the you you, you don't let, the mermaid hair hasn't changed. What do you have against uh mermaid fashion?
2: I don't have anything against it. I like it. You I, like the I new like brand? It. I like it much better than the Gap logo.
1: Right. That's it's sort of a, a compare and contrast uh story. Big Gap logo. Sort of it is. Sort of it is. Jane, what do you think of the new, of the new story? Do you drink the coffee? Do you drink the coffee from the Starbucks?
0: Uh, I, I've been known to on occasion, but you know what I'm, I'm thinking right now in my head is um, I'm trying to anticipate jokes because there's a delay in the video. So I'm going to try and laugh. And, um, cause you're going to get a delay. If I think Pete's about to say something funny, I'll probably laugh earlier than you say it just so that it works. So it synchronizes. Um, yeah how about the new uh thirty ouncer what is it thirty one ounce the, the trenta Tren- the trenta. trenta i saw
1: a great um that's gross a, a terrific uh, comparison of the trenta to the human stomach i, I saw, saw that, that. oh yes well, we all saw it aren't you big shot <laughs> uh, and so why what do you what don't you think is there anything wrong with the uh with the trenta? You are totally I, getting us off track. We're talking about the
0: brand. <laughs> isn't that part of the brand? Wasn't it announced in the same week? I mean, isn't I, it all part I of the guess. same thing? It's all rebranding to uh, well, you to know, people with what bigger stomachs. What they're trying Aren't to do fat is, people? yeah, <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Well, what they're it's uh, I, I don't know. Is it, it they're they're doing this very consumer friendly, uh, very consumer friendly brand update? They raise their prices and then introduce larger drinks at even more expensive prices so pretty much take away two of these fingers and you'll see how starbucks feels about the consumer no i take that back i like (laughs) i i love starbucks so Uh, are
0: we to assume then that their that their um that their efforts when the recession started uh just weren't successful you know they went to like remember uh you could get a refill before 3 p.m and they were i think they were going to smaller drinks and they were uh were smaller sizes and 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 you know more economical purchases they were very concerned about all that what two years ago is that that's completely just flipped now right i i i don't know i mean is that is it because they were not successful or just because
1: their strategy has evolved
2: Well, you're forgetting also about McDonald's and the fact that McDonald's has become a large player in the coffee market because they produce pretty darn decent coffee by consumer standards for much cheaper than Starbucks. So I think that's the other reason Starbucks was doing that. So now they decided to get out of the price wars and just increase their costs and Mm -hmm. dump. How much do you you think they spent on that logo rebrand?
1: I don't know. More than just the eraser that it takes to take the name off. I mean, thirty-two cents. More than thirty-two <laughs> cents.
2: Hey, it's a redesign. What, it's not just taking the name off. Go go back. Take take it's a step back in different. time. It's slightly
1: different. Take a step back in time to two minutes ago when we first asked, "What do you think of the new logo?" What do you actually think of the new logo? Do you think it was good to get rid of the uh, to get rid of the name and the logo? <laughs> Are you just gonna think about it for a little while? Ask Megan about Maybe. that. Megan, what do you think about the uh, – what do you I think about the – I, no, I I did
2: mermaid you, hair. You did mermaid portion. hair,
1: but do you think it's uh, – the big question is, do you think it was important to get rid of the uh, – well, there are two things I think that happened. The first one is uh, Starbucks coffee is off the logo itself, which has been there for the last 40 years. Now that's gone. Right. And the second is I think it now it's just Starbucks. It's not Starbucks coffee. Uh, the company right, is going to be a name exploring change. business models right yeah. right Yep. which which we sort of saw coming for the last 10 years they've been in in heavily in um, uh, you know tchotchke production device production and um uh, media uh in well, becoming a publishing organization but
2: they're talking aren't they talking about selling potentially selling alcohol at some of their not only coffee stores in the future I heard
1: about this but now you have me I did now hear you that. have me
0: uh, Let us ask you're
2: not going to buy alcohol from something that says Starbucks Coffee on it
0: and they already sell a lot more than coffee, but i I don't know I mean when you walk into a Starbucks, obviously it's just packed floor to ceiling with all kinds of things, but you but you still go there because it's a coffee shop. So I I think this is curious. Right.
1: The Street uh, has an article on this very uh, very story that drink offerings at your local Starbucks may soon include beer and wine. Looking to start selling regional wine and beer and a selection of local cheeses served on China tableware.
2: You know what we need? You know what we need, people? This is what we need. We we need need? vending machines with beer like they have in Europe because why don't we have those here? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, that's a that's a good that's a good question
0: i i think i would say uh m a M-A-D-, mad and um p t a probably the top two reasons you think I'm trouble with that
2: i'm guessing oh does that have something to do with it mm, I,
0: okay i'm glad we could drill down on no, that one
2: i i like the Lop-us. i like the new starbucks logo i think it's um you don't think the name you the i i don't i don't have scientific Explanation for why I like it, but I know I hated the Gap logo redo. Okay, let's um, talk
1: about the Gap, though. Let's talk about how how this compares to the Gap logo. Yeah. Are you? Do you have an audience?
2: I'm saying goodbye to somebody.
1: This is a live show at your house. (laughs) Uh, No, the um,
0: uh, you have to show us the person you're talking to. Just I
2: can't. They just left. uh
1: So the the real issue is. I totally lost my train of thought. Sorry. The real issue is, no, it's about, uh, we were talking about the Gap, the Gap versus, logo uh, versus Starbucks. Uh, Gap hemmed and hawed. Uh, executives came out completely wishy-washy saying, no, 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 we didn't mean it. We take it back. We we don't like it either. Um, it's just what the agency came up with. We thought we had to use it kind of a message. Starbucks we're so came- grateful for your input. Yeah, we're so grateful for your input. Right. We're going to try this again in six months when hopefully you forget. Uh, <laughs> and uh, versus Starbucks, which came out with a logo that totally affected people, and we'll talk about that effect in just a in just a second. And and their response from the corporation was stay tuned. We hope you get used to it. Is that is that better or worse? It's better.
2: I think it's better because they didn't like, oh oops, uh actually we want it to be crowdsourced. This is just one idea. I mean it just made right. me look silly that they I, I, completely they backtracked get the- on so- it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if you're gonna, so if you're I mean, if you're, do you're it, gonna do
2: a new logo, people are gonna be all hackled about it, especially if it's a long-standing brand that is part of their daily life. I mean, and not everyone's gonna be hacked about it, but they are gonna if, get people that don't agree.
0: If they would have altered or removed the um, the woman uh, part of the logo, which is now the entire logo, I think people would have been upset. The fact it it looks this new <laughs> if logo If it was a green looks,
2: square. <laughs> Well, it's like Starbucks a with a
1: green square over it. that's right it's
2: such a cool
0: logo i mean that's such a i don't know where that woman comes from or what that's all about but it it makes it it gives it a very cool kind of vibe and I think if you were to do away with that and and try to emphasize the name of the company or the or the um i don't know the font or whatever um and do away with that i honestly i do think there would be people would be upset i think this looks more like okay starbucks you're you're putting a whole lot of of uh, faith in the recognition people have for this symbol, and you're removing your name, which I think might be a curious decision for you. But that's your decision, and I don't care whether or not I see the word Starbucks. But I'd 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 probably be I'd I'd be disappointed if they removed the woman. I personally would be.
1: Well, that's the I. I... I really like it. I think the cl- cups are classy. Uh, I think it resonates with people. I, Lord knows I'm in Starbucks every day anyway. Uh, and uh, I don't know. Does this do anything to create? I mean, we talked a couple of uh, several weeks ago about how Starbucks is the new national average coffee. Uh, we did. That, that, we that talked Starbucks about that. is yeah, average. Right. Uh, does this do anything to improve the perception of Starbucks as
0: average coffee? I don't think it changes that. I think Megan's probably onto something with, you know, if they're going to start introducing wine and beer, for instance. Uh, On, China. Open, in and China. And, On China. And China. On China, not in China. They and you guys have, there. I mean, you're in <laughs> Coffee Shop Central up there. Is that not uncommon for you guys to see local coffee shops that have beer and wine also available? You've seen that before, right?
2: They're not usually coffee shops though. Yeah, I mean, they're well they're, they might be
0: like like,
1: you know,
2: yeah, small kind of Small restaurant. places. I
0: I noticed one like a month ago and I thought, "Wow, so you're a coffee shop and you also have beer and wine." It's very interesting. That's that's interesting. When you were here, not in Utah. No, in Salt Lake, in Salt Lake. Place in Salt Lake. Yeah.
1: Coffee, yeah, they, beer and wine in the same place in Salt and Lake.
0: And I think they had like sandwiches that you could get, but no one was ordering them and they had uh but no one uh, was ordering them. Well, yeah, it's I mean, a coffee shop. Like it's a it was a real coffee shop. They they had, you know, pastries and stuff. I mean so it's really not that different than what, you know, Starbucks offers from sort of a total but they had beer and wine and I just thought that's yeah. kinda cool, I guess. I mean, you know, it sort of like extends the hours a little later maybe because maybe not yep. you know, maybe yeah, not everybody well, yeah. wants coffee late at night, but they want to go to a coffee shop. You know, yeah, it's so.
1: interesting. I wonder what that'll do to uh to the stores that are open most of the night, you know, we have right up the street. I have there's a store that is open until two in the morning and opens again at five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if they'll be serving liquor that late. Uh, interesting. And, uh, Dan, you brought up a question about the the siren. Uh, and there is a post over at Starbucks dot com on their blog the, introducing the new brand about the history of the siren. And it's, you know, it's kind of interesting. So here it is for those who want to. To want to look at it, we'll post that in the show notes. Um, Starbucks, other Starbucks news. The big news for me is that you can now, finally, all over the country, pay for your coffee with your phone. If you have, a, I believe, if you have a Blackberry or an iPhone, you can actually use the uh, Scan to Pay in the mobile phone app, and it works great. Uh, you just uh, you just touch touch to pay, and it introduces this little this handy little code uh this little key code here and then you are paid you they scan it and you're all set and it updates your balance instantly it really is a fascinating thing i can't believe and it but it saves you no money right it saves you absolutely no money except for the fact that if you reload your card today while supplies last and you use a visa card to do it visa gives you five bucks for free, they just add five bucks
0: to the value of your card. Which is, that's what? like half the cost of the new Trent, Trenta? That What's is it half, called? The,
1: <laughs> the Trenta. Half the, the, Trenta. the cost <laughs> of the new Trenta, that's right. So you get, actually, a grande, Uh you get a grande coffee on Visa. So I you, mean, the Nisa. markup
0: is just, it's just genius how, you know. It the, is. The, the markup is so huge. It is genius. Uh What... <laughs> A dog. A, is that our guest uh, guest for the day
1: <laughs> sorry <laughs> your blind blind deaf dog <laughs> uh, anyway okay uh, tell so us about lexus peter uh, this was a you know i just think this is interesting first of all lexus you know fancy cars love lexus uh they uh, they have this new ad the hard way um, and if you visit lexus.com slash the hard way, you will see all sorts of video assets they created. Uh, the commercial itself that this whole thing is centered around is really to showcase how uh, rugged the new Lexus cars are. And so they took these 16 Lexus cars and they trussed them up together uh, and uh, and and hung them from a giant construction crane. And uh, they, you know, they hang very well. I don't know what else are you going to say about it, about 16 cars hanging from a construction crane. But what you get uh, with this uh, with this video on the hard way uh, is a lot of behind the scenes stuff about how they created this video, and you know what? There's a lot more that goes into hanging 16 cars uh, from each other on a construction. You could, crane. Have,
2: you could have a discovery show just about that. You
1: totally could, and I I thought it was fascinating. I watched the commercial once, but I really I really poured into the behind the scenes stuff, uh, and and I think there's a message in that. You know, I think people mm-hmm. uh, sort of. It's it's funny how DVDs taught us to expect supplementary material when we rent movies, Mm. Uh, that the DVDs that we rent, we really, you know, for those of us who are interested in the story behind the story, we really are kind of pouring into the actor stories, the producer stories, the writers, and there is just wonderful, rich content on most DVDs that come out. Now we get that same sort of treatment uh, for commercials, and you know what, I think the stories are just as interesting when you look at how they produce some of the content they produced.
2: Well, you know, it almost reminds me a little bit of the Domino's uh, campaign that they had running for a while, and it was um, it was partially consumer-driven, but they kind of took you into the kitchen of a Domino's because it was um, – remember, it was that, like, uh, show me your pizza campaign, and if there was right. something wrong with your pizza, you could report it and take pictures of it. And they had all these scenes of them – In the kitchen, like getting this feedback and, you know, getting all upset about it. It Shouldn't be like that? The cheese shouldn't stick to the thing. What's going on? You know, it just reminds me a little bit of that. And I I think you're right. I think it's I think it's part of that transparency piece that is resonating so well with consumers now that, you know, they want to know they don't want just the shiny front. They want to know what.
0: That was weird, right, Pete? What? That something just froze.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's Flash's fault. Uh, (laughs) I pulled up this website that has a Flash video. (laughs) Oh, no. And then she just disappeared.
0: You know what I was thinking just to fill time here while we lost Megan? Is that now that we're doing video, we can do product placement.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why are you showing us your Vaseline? It's the
0: only label I have
1: on my desk. That that's the anyway. only label you have on your desk is vaseline yep, chipotle that's telling <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's dry here in the winter it's well uh dry.
1: until until megan uh comes back to us uh, uh i think i i just think this was interesting because uh of the um because really the behind the scenes stuff is just is becoming just as important if not way more so than the rest of the campaign do you agree
0: um honestly i hadn't thought about it until this conversation i think though that uh, that it, i think the logic is um i think the 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 statement you're making is very logical i think that the idea that uh that we expect to get information and that we want and and are, i mean once you i mean the thing is to to take a, a real effort in a commercial campaign to go behind the scenes assumes that the people who actually are going to go behind the scenes are maybe a little closer to your customer, right? Cause otherwise, why would you care? Hmm. Uh, and that's not always the case. If it's, if it's an interesting campaign, but a product you're never going to buy, uh, sure. You'll go behind the scenes, I guess. But, um, but I think in a lot of cases, if you take that extra time to sort of expand a, a campaign and, 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 and allow people sort of, you know, layers to, to, to get through, um, then I think you would make the assumption the people who are going to go there are the people who are maybe more likely to be your customer. And that's a good thing. And, 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 you know, I mean, it's one thing to target your media buy or the creative, uh, to the people you think are most likely to purchase the product. Um, but once you've got them, you know, how do you keep them interested? And this is a really good way to do it. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, I I think because all of us love to have secrets, uh, you know, and this sort of plays into that. We'd love to be able to sit down with somebody uh, at coffee and say, "Hey, did you see that new commercial?" Well, I know something about that that you might find interesting that you may not know. This is the this is the um, the sort of insider information that I have uh, as a result of these great things. I think people are drawn to the behind the scenes stuff because it lets us it, it lets us have a more intimate relationship with the the process, even if it's not necessarily the product. Or I should say, by extension. Of that intimacy with the process,
0: we develop new intimacy with the product. I think that's interesting now, from a video perspective, Pete, you are now frozen. Oh, I can still hear you though, yeah, I can hear you, and maybe it's just my machine. Megan, are you here? I'm here. I can't see you, yeah, we can't can see, see myself, really hmm?
1: <laughs> so video has shown has proven to work very well so far I think. Awesome. Uh,
0: I think we're off to an excellent start. <laughs> I'm guessing Megan, are you in a wireless network or are you plugged in?
2: No, I'm wireless. Yeah. So I think that's why.
0: I think that's why.
1: Yeah. Uh, but that is okay. We uh we soldier on because we have just a couple more things to talk about and uh and then we're out of here and I think uh the next thing to talk about uh, you want to talk about Sundance, yeah?
0: Yes. Uh and and <laughs> I wanted to say that uh it's it's a conversation that I think uh, should be continued because it's Sundance starts today officially, uh, and I was in Park City yesterday, and it's it just reminds you every year of um, all the unexpected ways that you know that uh, products end up in that town um, uh, to market themselves. It's it's a that kind of a festival is just um, a perfect sort of uh, petri dish, I guess, for market experimentation for. Um, uh, for, for, uh, for big brands to do things that are a little bit out of, you know, the norm for them and, and for, <laughs> for really, uh, uh, brave entrepreneurial you know, companies, um, <laughs> and, and filmmakers to show up and, and, and really think outside the box. So, so I, Sundance starts today. I yeah, think we know it's funny that, things. that
1: filmmakers was the last thing on your list. <laughs> no, it's, it's a seriously. great place for big brands and people, and yeah. chefs yeah, yeah. and plumbers, and the occasional blacksmith
0: uh, will actually show right. up,
1: and also filmmakers from time to time.
0: <laughs> That's interesting and kind of sad, I yeah, guess. But yeah, no, oh, I would have said. I mean, I I was working at a hotel in Park City the year that uh, uh, Trent Harris and Matt Stone got their first film, *Cannibal: The Musical*, was rejected Trey, by Sundance. You know, Trey uh, Trey Parker. <laughs> What did I say Trent Stone? He's Trent, Harris. Trent Harris. He's a local. Trey Parker. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Trent Harris, also a filmmaker. Um, yeah, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yeah, they got their, their film rejected uh, by Sundance. And uh, they came, <laughs> the festival had started, and they came running in. I was in the group sales office, and they're like, hey, we need a meeting room. We need one of your rooms. And, of course, nobody knew who they were. Um, and uh, they rented one of our ballrooms and a projector and a screen. And pulled people off the street, and we were not on Main Street. We were, you know, in Park City, but uh, but out of the way a little bit. Um, but that was it, and <laughs> that was there. So yeah, I mean, I, and you would call that. In fact, Slam Dance was started the same way. I can't remember um, which film had been rejected, but uh, somebody's film had been rejected, and they basically during the film festival had started their own alternate festival. And there was a, and there was a lot of you know, guerrilla tactics, pulling people in and, you know, a lot of people do hats and shirts and, and, you know, that still happens all the time. But um but that was, yeah, I mean, obviously it was the filmmakers that you really paid attention to. And a lot of other alternate, you know, film festivals get started. There's skin dance and X Dance and people in the past have actually used a pile of snow or a wall in a public place or and they'll still do this. This is now, you know, illegal um the, like Park City Town rules, but people will do mobile film festivals where they just pull up someplace and project and hope people show up um of their they they uh, they're showing their wares their new films that maybe
1: oh, didn't, didn't get of, prime screening at uh in the festival. yeah
0: it's it's been alternate festivals that get the most attention but it's it's yeah there are filmmakers who will do really interesting things. But it's become so commercial in the last, I don't know how many years. I mean, it's just insane. It, it really got worse before this recession. It wasn't quite so bad last year, but um, it's, it's so in your face, uh, all of the products that show up in town. And yesterday, uh, when I was driving into Park City, um, uh, I saw the official car of Sundance. There's always an official car, and I think it was an Acura SUV. And so that's, you know, they drive all around town. But then now there are other cars that show up that have no relation to the film festival. And actually, Audi was the one I saw yesterday. Very, very nice new, like, all-wheel drive sedan. Uh, They were like three of them in a row driving down the street. And they've, you know, on the side announced the kind of car they are. And they'll just be driving around town all week long. And truly, I think people really overestimate the value of the audience that might see them during that festival but it happens every year it's the nuttiest thing
1: well it sort of compares to i and you know we'll, we'll say as you brought all this up both bing and uh google youtube uh have some pretty significant uh sounds like pretty significant uh partnerships with with sundance right now uh yeah
0: yeah yeah they're they're just two that yeah i mean um there, there's always some sort of technology partner i'm mean, hp is always a big one and, and uh, adobe um uh has been a big one for a while i i think this is a little and bing was uh, at least last year i think for the last two years and, and bing will do a house on main street where it's kind of you know by invite only vip cool party place um uh youtube i think this is their first year uh i noticed also that goala I think is not has nothing to do with Sundance, but it's having a presence there with an Airstream trailer that they're trying to sort of roam around town and make a game out of their presence there. Um, So again, yeah, it starts today. It's easier today to know who are the official sponsors, like being in YouTube, um, who try to integrate themselves into the festival in some way. YouTube has two Sundance channels on YouTube. I think that makes sense and is good. Uh, Being, I don't quite know how it relates to a film festival, but uh, or how they're Integrating their message. Well, it's Um, their
1: Bing, uh, their Bing videos. I mean, they have a whole Bing entertainment division. I'm on the landing page right now, and it's uh, they've got a lot. They've got uh, Olivia Munn from G4 Tech TV, I think, is, uh, uh, and she is going around now. The Daily Show. Yeah, no, that's right, that's right. Daily Show, that's right. And so um, she is the official hostess, and has they've got loads of videos on on Bing.com/slash/videos. well, so now we know and yeah. i
0: would say oh, then <laughs> i didn't know that this year then maybe it makes more sense because honestly early on and because bing was there last year and i think it was mm-hmm. like wow uh i don't get the relation um and, and i never did so that makes sense Um uh, but really like it's the thing that's so interesting to me and so you know we can talk about this you know next week after i've been up there a couple of days but uh you, you know, just the stuff that shows up. I've got a friend that is an actor that that gets into some of the the gifting houses, and I've seen just piles of just the craziest products that you'll probably never see: um, candles and bottles of water and kinds of like herbal tea and, uh, of course, jeans and just products that you're right. Those things to... are just crazy. I would never imagine seeing those.
2: Water jeans? The but water
0: these, is like at a, sundance, a they're like diamond a five, encrusted. The...
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> They, they come in packaging that makes no sense yeah. from a practical standpoint. All right. Well, take lots of pictures and,
1: uh, of yeah. all of this impractical gene wear, and, uh, and we will uh, and, and sh- share the stories next time. Please. I'm, I'm going to update you. All right. Uh, so get excited. What are you uh, – we were talking a little bit before the show about CES. Do you actually remember anything about CES?
0: Uh, <laughs> can I tell you the only thing I know? Yeah. No, I mean there's uh, uh, apparently the Windows tablets not getting great reviews. Just you know, uh, I guess it it, it got a nice warm reception at CES, but uh, uh, the critical reviews are wow. Windows really was never made to be a tablet operating system. So you know that
1: that is the thing you remember from CES. I think is pretty telling. Uh, this is, I mean, it was. I think about this in the context of what you were talking about with Sundance, that it's so brand heavy, uh, and you know, CES was a, a you know, the Consumer Electronic Show this year was so massive, thousands and thousands and thousands of exhibitors, fifteen thousand or five thousand uh, journalists, I think, hundred and what was one hundred and thirty thousand attendees uh, in this city uh, of convention halls, and yet. What message is stuck? And so I, I sort of wonder, uh, you know, the, uh, are these big trade shows, are these big events, uh, you know, sort of
0: dinosaurs? Do you need them? Well, okay, so let's compare it to Sundance, right? I mean, that the, the, so what I'm talking about is sort of this undercurrent that happens at Sundance that yeah, you may it, or may yeah, not ever hear animal. about. That's a different animal because it exists well, for a different reason. But at the same time, you, you know, there are movies that go from nowhere uh, to Oscar nomination through Sundance, right? Mm-hmm. So so the hope is that people get in and get, you know, the big mainstream exposure. Um, but the bigger stories uh, from, I guess, an industry or a, a festival goer's perspective are a lot of the undercurrent things that don't quite make maybe the mainstream um Press, so it's a vehicle that um, that I so I think in the same way CES is is still you know brands like Microsoft and and um, uh, and other brands I, I guess you know they hope to be able to further their uh, the brand awareness or new product announcements and there are you know smaller technology companies that I think hope to pick up you know some sort of press recognition that they wouldn't get. You know at home in their office, they might get it at c s because there's so much you know, press in attendance but i think pete what what um is sort of concerning i guess or disconcerting or whatever about c s is is it and it, it's not that it's necessarily any larger than it used to be but 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 the the impact is weak, and so the amount of um the amount of uh people or companies hoping to get attention become so diluted at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Or at the end of the show. It's just diluted.
1: Well, I think that's really, uh, I think that's the interesting thing. I think that that those, uh, you know, it's an interesting contrast that at CES now, it's almost the worst time of year to make any announcement uh, where, you know, maybe there's, you know, at, at one of these other conventions like uh, Sundance, if you have a film-related announcement, it is still a pretty good year, as long
0: as you're at Sundance. But is the purpose of CES to get press attention more yeah. than anything it's else? It's a consumer
1: show. It is a consumer show. It's not like a – it's not a, a – um, it's, it's not a – well, I think a lot of industry-type stuff is going on. A lot of industry dealing is going on at CES. It really is designed to get consumers excited about products that are coming soon.
2: All right. Well, we, it we just talk sure. about
1: it because uh because it's um you know, we didn't talk about it. We haven't been around each other for a while and so. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, and I think uh what 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 we're hoping to really get into in this show um uh, on a weekly basis um uh, a, a little more uh, in, in depth I guess, or a little more focused is is kind of the way that companies not not so much guerrilla tactics per se, but you know, experimentation and and, and things companies do um Uh, whether it's a new company launching that, you know, taking risks, things that, uh, you know, might go down in history as really amazing successes or, or failures, uh, and, and may be considered in, in many cases, experimental or, you know, again, risk taking. Uh, so when you look at, um, you know, the Sundance Film Festival is just full of that, um, uh, CES doesn't seem to be,
1: you know, Mm. well, I don't know about that. A lot of I don't risky, know either because I wasn't risky, there. Risky stuff, but I think the most risky stuff is the uh, is the booth babery.
0: Yes. I don't know about risk. I, I'd call that not a risk. Risqué. <laughs> risqué stuff. Risqué. It's risqué <laughs> stuff. And it's a
1: tactic. I think it is. A, it's a tactic. It was a, uh, you know, we were talking a, a little bit about, um, you know, uh, uh, driving uh, attention. And it turns out, and I've been struggling to find the story uh, about the booth babes, you uh, there was, a great, uh, there was a great little story about uh, uh, one of the journalists who was trying to find out more about the Booth Babe process, and it turns out um, – I'm going to struggle with this, so bear with me. It turns out that there is a line, a hotline at Penthouse. That you can call if you are an exhibitor at a trade show, and you can say, "I need uh, a half a dozen booth babes to work my event, and they need to be able to talk about video games and um, voiceover IP telephony, and uh, you know, and meth addiction, silicon, <laughs> silicon, and meth." And uh, <laughs> there, I, interestingly, there is a whole uh, a whole sort of cadre of uh, of uh, penthouse uh subjects that are able to talk about all of those things and uh and they will just show up at your booth that day it's like uh it's like a little union you can call on to uh to come work your work your booth so to speak and i think G- that is gaffers a, grips and booth yeah. babes
2: really there are booth babes that can talk about ip telephony that's
1: yes. the thing yes that's the thing it blew my mind too uh, but you
0: know the 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 uh the attendees of CES have always been uh targets for like the porn industry and and uh, I mean what is it <laughs> 80 90% male you, you know yeah. convention so yeah. I mean, well, I, that, that's why I said it's probably not super risky to hire booth babes for your booth. Cause well, it's a lot it's, of men at the CES show.
1: Uh, well, right. And, you know, this is the first article that, that I found was our, uh, our friend John Berquist on the Huff Post talking about, uh, uh, you know, what do you want to be remembered for uh, your booth babes or your product <laughs> announcement? And, and uh, you know, I guess my counter to that was as long as nobody's going to remember your product announcement anyway. <laughs> At least give him a pleasant experience,
0: <laughs> I'm just saying all right, enough out of, enough, no out of, he out. makes a great yeah. point, and that that's you know that's when you start talking about like ah oh, we need to get attention, how do we get attention? How do we stand out and someone you know, ah oh, babe I got I got an idea. babes yeah, yeah, folks, I mean it's it, an original one right all, all the sudden in. all of a sudden, your actual message is lost, right yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> it makes a great point, that is a very good point, uh,
1: do we have anything else that is critically important that we want to talk about
0: today? i wouldn't say critically no mildly let's go mildly then let's lower the bar and see if anything else slides through i i'm I'm
1: i don't think we do uh i don't think uh, i don't think we do so uh let's go around the uh, around the horn as it were megan where can people find you sitting very still on your couch just like you (laughs) because you're completely frozen
2: I know, you're frozen, too. Um, you can find me on Twitter, at Megan Strand, or my blog and website, Encourage.com, which is I-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D. Excellent.
0: Dane Christensen. Uh, About.me slash Dane Christensen. That's D-A-N-E as in Great, Great Dane Christensen. <laughs> With an E-N. As in the Danish form the Dane, of Christensen.
1: As in the Great Dane christianson <laughs> makes perfect uh, sense it doesn't i head. uh i'm right <laughs> and you can find me at about.me slash pete and uh you can find out all you want about the show at the see now this is a lesson learned i should have that up com. you can go to the site and you can have talk hang about out product there. placement and you can you can look at at uh, other shows uh and and pictures of great people that have joined uh joined us and you can go to the iTunes uh link there and you can you can subscribe to the show on iTunes there's so many things you can do if you would just go to the site uh, uh subscribe to the show on iTunes it really is the best way you can ensure you don't miss a single episode of naked marketing goodness uh on behalf of uh, tw- On behalf of Megan Strand, Dane Christensen, Vaseline, (laughs) and me, Pete Wright, this has been Naked Marketers. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next week.